I'm Lucy, and I have celiac disease. And I'm Lisi, and I have a gluten allergy. And this is Gluten-Free Gaming. Today we are talking about Stardew Valley. Woohoo! Uh, but first, let us discuss our last checkpoints. Lisi, what have you been doing? Um, well, I started Detroit Become Human last night on stream, and so that was really fun. The game is so intense. My God. Okay, <laughs> I definitely want to do a podcast episode because I already have a lot of thoughts on it. So maybe it's a good thing that you didn't come to my <laughs> stream um, so that you don't have anything spoiled for you when you play it. But um, it's a great game. What else have I been doing? Um, <laughs> mostly schoolwork, man. Finals is in like two weeks, so got a lot going on um of course i've been playing a lot of stardew valley but that's to be expected (laughs) yeah what about you yeah i have been um i've been fine i've been i took rory to uh get his shots last night um which is very exciting um he's now vaccinated hashtag love that um we love it he was so brave um (laughs) good I I feel so bad. I was like crying while in the room with him, like because they were having to hold him down, and Aww. it was just like so sad. And he wouldn't eat the liver that they were giving him. They had like a Aww. liver paste, and he wasn't eating it, and it was very tragic. Other than that, I've been playing this one video game called Unsighted, which is like you're a robot, and it's kind of I don't know. It's like Zelda RPG kind of style, um, like old Zelda style, but. Uh, yeah, you're a you're a robot, and you're trying to cure uh, the other robots before time runs out. Um, so you have to go to get all these crystals and like beat a bunch of bosses. And um, like being unsighted is when like basically the robots turn into zombies because the humans aren't okay with the robots being sentient. Interesting. It's very interesting. It's a cool storyline. So I'm excited to play more of it. Um, we may have to do an episode on that as well because it's super cute. Yeah, it sounds cool. Sounds like something I'd want to play. Yeah. So that was our checkpoint. Now let's talk about Stardew Valley. Um, I have a spoiler warning ahead, but this is technically a non-spoiler section. So we're good there. Cool. Um, so Stardew Valley was created by Concerned Ape. Concerned Ape uh, is, his name is Eric Barone. Um, or Baroni? Baroni. Uh, Barone. Um, pepperoni pepperoni <laughs> uh, he he did everything for this game he literally did all of the production all of the designing all of the music everything like he so he was in Seattle and he couldn't get a job like in the um, in the game field in Seattle and uh, because it's a super like concentrated area for that kind of um and so then he was like well I'm just gonna do it myself and it started as a Harvest Moon um fan-made replicator of Harvest Moon um and that's like one of his favorite games and like you really see that um things like the storage bins the way the crops are the interactions with other people like that's all very Harvest Moony um I've only played one Harvest Moon game and that was on my DS like a billion years ago but um, I haven't played any Harvest Moon games I always wanted to though Maybe this will be the time I finally get around to it. I think that Stardew Valley is better. <laughs> I I honestly think that like if you're gonna play Harvest Moon, just play Stardew Valley. All right, that's my Never hot mind. take. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, he's been working on this game for 10 years. Um, it was released. Shoot, I didn't write down the release date. Anyway, it was released in the 2010s. Um, and he's been updating it and adding more content into it um, up through like last year. And um, he's still updating it. He, um, there was like a recent update like a week ago. <laughs> Yeah, the big update that came out um, very recently was the 1.5 update, which added like tons of new content. And so that's been um, one of the things he's been working on. But he's putting out a game. We don't know when. He just released the trailer for it, but he never released um, the actual like date it will be because obviously that's a lot of pressure, especially for like an indie, like one person development yeah. team. Um, it's called Haunted Chocolatier. I'm very Ooh. excited for it. It looks really cute. And um, yeah, it's very, it has like a lot of Stardew Valley looking things, but he talks about how he actually like developed all of the coding for like combat and everything from like the ground up. He did not copy anything um, directly from, he didn't like copy and paste from Stardew Valley. He like is building it again. And I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. So Chucklefish is a contributor to the game. Um, Chucklefish is like a famous company. They did, um, I just played Eastward that they did, but they were exposed in 2016 or in 2019, I believe, with illegal um, and unethical work practices, um, including like uh, crunching and a lot of things that a lot of AAA games and like are stopping doing. Um, that Chucklefish like still continues to do I guess Um, but that didn't stop me from playing Eastward and that's not going to stop me from playing Witchbrook when it comes out because it's like a witch life sim and I love it Um, it sounds like it's right up your alley yeah and I feel bad about it I feel so guilty but (laughs) (laughs) but you're like but I, I can't be stopped at least I can say that I don't play Activision games there you go. I mean, I feel like, yeah, playing Activision Blizzard games at this point is like, it's it's bad. It, I want to say it's like almost akin to a crime at this stage <laughs> in the game, but like, I don't know. But given what Blizzard has done, I don't think that it's like harsh of me to say that. No, I think you're completely valid. I think that we shouldn't blame the consumer for playing games that these companies are putting out, but we should also like not try and support um companies that put out that kind of content without asking for accountability or um yeah you know like like if you put out like or who do shitty things like we have to ask for accountability for that yeah I'm like honestly like if you already paid for a game and it's not like one of those subscription games that they have and you're not sending them any more money then you know whatever you need to play the game but if you're still giving blizzard your money what are you doing that's my thing I don't think I can name a recent Blizzard game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're so dumb. Their, cool. their biggest ones are, are WoW and Hearthstone. So, yeah. But they're not recent by any means. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, Chucklefish um, had some controversy and Concern Date put out a memo on his website. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll read um, a couple, par- like one paragraph or two. He said, I am fully aware of the news and social media reports that Chucklefish allegedly engaged in unfair and potentially abusive labor practices during development of their game Starbound. 
I feel the need to address the situation because the connection between Chucklefish and, Stardew Chucklefish and Stardew Valley, as well as the degree to which Chucklefish was involved in the creation of the game, has been the source of confusion for many people. Chucklefish has only served as publisher, which means that they handled the business and marketing side of things, as well as contracting the localizations, console and mobile ports to my 3D companies, uh, third-party companies, 3D companies, third-party companies. Um, <laughs> I can also say that both personally and in my capacity as the recent founder of the small team, I believe in compensating developers for their contribution and working on games. And he also says that Chucklefish was not involved in creating the game to any capacity, only in porting and like distributing the game, as well as yeah, localization um, for non-English areas. So I think that's like a good thing to note, especially because I think a lot of people conflate Chucklefish as a big contributor to the to Stardew Valley. I think it was smart of him to release something about it, um, but that was in 2019. I don't know how, I don't know how Chucklefish is doing now. Um, did not want to research that. But yeah, that is yeah. the intro to Stardew Valley. I feel like a lot of people know enough about the game. It's a farming life sim RPG. Again, exactly like Harvest Moon with some fun twists. And yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that sums it up, really. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is our spoilery section. It's not going to be laden with spoilers, but there will be characters discussed and maybe plot points or 1.5 update spoilers that will plague you. <laughs> so it starts by getting a letter from Grandpa. He's in a really weird bed and the bed is like a source of controversy. There are actual mods that will, <laughs> there are mods. This is not where I expected us to start the conversation. There are mods that, even notice. There are mods that will like change the bed and give him a more comfortable bed. Cause it's like four like crooked poles <laughs> and like one tiny thin cot. <laughs> and then he has the blue blanket over him. It's so funny. It is like so funny. And he's on his deathbed and he gives you a letter um saying here's like you know like open this when you need it and so then 20 years later we're working at joja corp which is literally amazon like even the logo has yeah. that little smile yeah or like didn't thing. even try to be subtle with it <laughs> it's just amazon and honestly good social commentary considering it's only gotten worse since the game was created yeah literally <laughs> like that was like what it was created like almost 10 years ago yeah close to it so yeah like when I think of like what Amazon was like back then like they didn't seem as scary to me like they were starting to have a monopoly but it wasn't like they were like they, as powerful as they are now they were still thought of as a bookstore <laughs> yeah they still like were focused on like the Kindles and everything like that now they're trying to get inside your home and listen to everything you say yes <laughs> <laughs> then we're at Joja Corp and we're like we hate this this sucks um there are some funny things when you're in the office like there's a skeleton at one of the desks um and stuff it's very funny love that we open the letter that grandpa gave us 20 years ago and it's a deed to his plot of land in Stardew Valley and we are like heck yeah we're going to Stardew Valley and um, so then we find ourselves in uh, Pelican Town in Stardew Valley. Um, we are greeted by, we're greeted by, we're greeted by um, Jody. No, not Jody. I thought it was the mayor. We're greeted by Robin and the mayor. And they set us up and then they, you know, give us our basic tools. And then they're like, good luck. This is a mess. 
And yeah, the game is very self-paced. I think that it's a really interesting game in terms of like how many things you can do with it. There are people who don't farm at all in the game. <laughs> and there are people who only do um, who only do animals. There are people who don't do animals at all. Like I've done a run without animals because animals are stressful in the game. And especially with the 1.5 update. And then there was a recent, not a recent update, I guess, like it came out a couple of years ago that added new farms. There are new farm layout options, um, so you can do more than just a basic farm. I typically go for the forest farm because it's not too big, and it always has mushrooms, so I like nice. that. <laughs> Some of the farms, like the the river farm, is so big. It is really big, and it takes a long time to walk around to the different plots of land. Like I had a river farm, and you were trying to warn me against it when I was picking it. I don't regret it because I wound up liking fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, god damn it i was wrong the fishing sim can be fun it's still like the least intuitive fishing sim i've ever used but i want to disagree it. but continue <laughs> it's fine i wound up liking it anyway um and i like that i can just kind of refill my water thing without having like a well really easily water can water and can that's what it is i can say words anyways continue yeah um each farm has like its own struggles like they're uh with the 1.5 update a beach farm came out Um, But on the beach farm, in the beachy areas, you can't place sprinklers. And let me tell you, the automation of sprinklers literally changes the game for you. Like you do not have to spend an hour and a half watering all your crops. Um, It's just like so relieving. Um, And I hate that, (laughs) that you can't place sprinklers on there, which is the only reason I would never do a beach farm. yeah, it makes me glad that I didn't do one. I just started using sprinklers like to a heavy amount. I had two sprinklers at first and I've milled all the way in year two. And now I'm like, huh, maybe I should make more sprinklers. And so now I'm doing that. Yeah, I would like lay out my farm with all the sprinklers. And if you place, I think actually now the sprinklers don't get picked up with a hoe, but the sprinklers used to get picked up with a hoe. So you would have to like put a um a plot of like a, a like a tile underneath it. Um, But yeah. I like the game a lot, so I have a lot to think about, but um, I started playing when I was a freshman in college, so three years ago, over three years ago, I guess. Three years ago, yeah. And I remember the first day that I played it, I, it was daylight when I started, and I was sitting on my bed, and then I looked up, and it was nighttime, (laughs) and I was completely in the dark because I didn't turn on a lamp. And I was like, oh, shoot, I've been playing this game for like four hours. Mood. Yeah, no, I didn't really get immersed from the start. Like, I like the start of the game. Like, it's very cute. But like, I was just so confused at like the lack of direction right at the beginning. So I was like, what, what do I do? They were like, buy crops and farm. And I was like, I have like no money. Um, and then Lucy was like, forage. And I was like, okay. And then I just did not talk to like anybody. Like, occasionally I would talk to people, but I didn't give them any gifts or anything. And like, I didn't really try that hard to interact and Shane just kept being really mean to me. And I was like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Um, (laughs) And then it got to like the flower dance or like that, whatever it's called anyways. And nobody accepted being my dance partner. No one, no one dances with you your first year. Regardless? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was just because I didn't give them any gifts and none of them liked me. But anyways. Yeah, that's like an actual 
nobody wants to dance with me. And Josh was like, didn't you talk to anybody or like befriend anyone? And I was like, no, should I do that? And then for like for the next, like, I don't know, while that I was playing the game, I was just grinding out all the relationships. Yeah. We're going to talk about characters in a bit, but yeah, like it's fun getting to know them. I think that they have really fun cutscenes, especially when you get to their eight and 10 heart. Um, yeah. Like cutscenes, they're really fun. Um, and there are still some characters that I just never end up like befriending super well. Like I never like the old couple, Evelyn and George. I never like hit that threshold with them. <laughs> um, and same with like, I don't know, um, Sandy who lives in the desert. Um, I don't know. Have you unlocked the desert yet? I have not. Okay. Well, Sandy lives in the desert. Iconic. And she is really hard to befriend because you have to go to the desert every day to give her gifts. Um, So you have to pay money to go to the desert every day to give her gifts, which like by the time you get to the desert, you don't really need to worry that much about money, but still. There are also milestones that you can choose to do or not do. Um, Again, that's on top of like the farming. There's also a community center. and the new, the 1.5 update actually released a thing where you can click um, finish the community center in one year, um, which means that everything that you do can uh, can be completed in year one. So all the crops that you would need to put in, all of the forageables and wood and animal stuff is all like accessible in year one. Um, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, there's also like mix it up. So if you play the game a lot. Uh, then it'll do different things to bring to the community center, um, which I think is a nice variety. But we should explain how the community center works, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the community center is it's a little building and you basically so inside of the building are these little ball things like Apple looking guys named Junimos. And they will they kind of like <laughs> hop around like a little bit like the slimes in the, the mines. Yes. But they have like a cuter looking face, I guess. I don't know. They're, they seem peaceful and they kind of pop around like sentient balls of, I would say bouncy balls, but they don't bounce that high. But you get what They're I mean. They're little apples. Um, yes. Yeah. The Junimos are very cute. I know there are mods to make them like, is it Spirited Away that has like little sprites or something in it? There are like mods to change them up, but um, the Junimos are adorable So basically what you do is you unlock certain rooms in this place. Um, So the first room you unlock, um, you have to donate forageable items. um, And I think it's just forageables. And then every, so like it's forageables by season. um, So there'd be like spring, you do spring first because you start in spring year one. um, And you would do all of them. And like, as you unlock certain um like if you unlock all of the spring forageable then you unlock a different room and in that room it's asking for like wood or crops or uh like fish Um, yeah you're basically just giving your offerings to these little junimos and they do things for you and when you finish an entire room uh the room gets all fixed up and then they will do something big. So one of the things is they'll fix the bus stop. That is how you get to the um, desert. They also fix the bridge that goes to the island. They also build a greenhouse. I haven't unlocked that yeah, yet. They will build there's, a greenhouse a on your farm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that they'll end up doing for you. Um, and also like there's one that's a friendship thing. It's like a bulletin board 
And so when you do the bulletin board one, um, then you gain friendship hearts with those people, which is cool. Yeah, I think that it's it's a good part of the game. It feels really good when you finish it. Um, but with the community center, <laughs> there is also a bit where you can buy out for 5,000 gold to complete the community center through Joja Mart. Wait, really? For 5,000? That's not a lot. Yeah, exactly. So Morris, the evil Joja Mart like ambassador in your town, uh, in Pelican Town, he will ask you if you want to to like help the community through incorporating Joja into the rest of it. And um, so in doing this, you don't really, nothing really changes except for Joja takes over the community center and finishes all the community center tasks that I don't think you need to do anything for them. Um, And then there's also some like mistrust um, and it's considered the bad ending of the game, but you can still finish the game having done that. You just have to live with the fact that you sold your soul um, and you cannot undo it. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, that's it's actually like a sort of topic for debate because some people really like to make people mad by by selling out to Joja. Um, like I know that there are streamers who will do that just to like make people mad, but gotta get those reactions, baby. It's all about controversial content. Yeah, make them donate bits to yell at you. Um exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. Here, have my money. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the community center. Um there are different ways that you can complete it. There are different, like, like I think it took me two years to complete it the first time I played. Um, two years in-game, not literal years. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, so about the passage of time, just real quick, as an aside, like, each day, I think, takes, like, 20-ish minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's not like Animal Crossing where it's in, like, real time. It's just, like, sped up. It, each Each year only has four seasons and the four seasons are each 28 days so you have you know spring summer fall winter um and in winter you can't go grow crops sad face but anyways continue oh also if you're out past 2 a.m you die yes and you can also um make the passage of time quicker by just going to bed yeah you can just go to bed like right when you wake up and then you can skip a day um which there are speed runs where people will do that like if they want to speed run um getting the community center done and they need it to be raining and they need to be fishing and stuff like that. There are different reasons why people would do that. Yeah. So yeah, there are also a lot of events in the game. Um, at least one event per season, but sometimes two or three. Um, in winter, you know, you have the Christmas, Feast of the Winter Stars, what they call it. Um, and you also have a fishing tournament, a snowman contest. Um, and I'm so bad at it every single time because I always like go really hard with how far I want to extend my rod. And then I end up like missing every single time. And in fall, you have Halloween, um, which they have a name for it. I cannot remember it. It's like spirit something. Oh, it's Spirits Eve. Okay. Uh, so you have the Halloween Spirits Eve Festival. Um, you can do a maze and then get a golden pumpkin and then you just sell it because it's expensive and it does nothing. You can't even place it in your house. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's like a harvest festival in fall, in summer. There's um, a couple things. In spring, there is the Easter and um, flower dance. Easter is my favorite 
Very cute. I just like the egg hunt. It's fun. Um, there's like 18 eggs or something, and it's almost impossible to get them all. One person has gotten them all, I think. Amazing. Good for them, man. I'd usually get like six. <laughs> there are people that will like grind out like getting them all. It's insane. It's really fun to watch. Uh I think um a good person to watch if you want to watch that is Unsurpassable Z uh, does a, he does a lot of Stardew Valley content, but um, he tried to do the the Winter Star or um, not the Winter Star, the Easter doing that thing. I don't know. Do they call it like the Egg Festival or something? I think so. I think it's the Egg Festival. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. So after like a year, I rarely go to any of the events anymore. I go to Easter because I really want to beat the little children that are also uh, trying to. <laughs> yeah. It's like you and like the kids. <laughs> You, the kids, and uh, Abigail, who I think is just a teenager, so, like, makes sense. Yeah. Technically, everyone who's marryable is um, 18 and up, but I do like that they have different ages for the marryable characters. So, like, if you are, you know, a teenager playing, you can feel more comfortable dating, like, Sam or Sebastian or Abigail. And if you're a bit older, maybe Shane or Elliot or Harvey is someone that you would rather date. Yeah. Um, I think that's like a good inclusion into the game. Yeah. And like Leah can also be seen as like a little bit older since she has her own house. I, I have more to say on the game, but um, we should probably get into NPCs since we brought it up. Yeah, since we're talking about characters already, kind of. So, Lisi, um, what has been your strategy? So... For, like, getting close to people or for, like, who I wanted to marry or both? Uh, Getting close to people and marrying. Well, this is where I started using the Stardew Valley wiki because, okay, so I always know when I'm starting to, like, get too into a game because, like, there was a week where, like, I think it was, like, two weeks ago where I played this game, like, literally every single day for, like, multiple hours a day. Um, Like, whenever I just had a spare moment, I was playing Stardew, like, for a half hour in between classes or whatever. Anyways... And so I was spending a lot of time on the wiki. And so I would use that to figure out what were people's like loved gifts. And like, you find these out later, either by giving them the gift or by like reading a secret note or whatever that tells you. But I was just like, I'm going to figure this out. And so I would, my strategy was then to give people at least high quality liked gifts or loved gifts if I could, and then get close to them that way. And if you give them loved gifts, you get close to them really fast. And so and then I would look up how to trigger the different heart events. Because like you have to go certain places, certain times. Like there was like one, I think that I was stuck on that I was like, okay, how do I get like Alex's eight heart event? And like, it has to be summer. And I was like, come on, like it's, it's fall. <laughs> so I had to wait the whole year to get that. Well, you can still get to like nine or 10 hearts. Oh, oh wait, if it's, if it's a marryable person, then you can't, you have to be dating someone to get their 10 heart event. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people will date the entire town. I was considering doing that, but I was like, <laughs> Maybe if I like had more time before I knew we were going to record the episode, I would. And I'm definitely going to go back and do that like on a different save file, but I'm already married now. So I'm like, I don't want to do the whole oh, divorce thing. Marry? Alex. I liked his cutscenes the best. Although I'm kind of disappointed by the 14 heart cutscene. Like not going to lie, they built me up and it was, okay, spoilers, I guess. Um, so like all of Alex's cutscenes were like these deep like emotional things or like adding more layers to like his character because at first he's just like an arrogant football guy who's like kind of rude and like annoying um and he's like I'm gonna go pro eat my ass basically um (laughs) and you're like okay daddy (laughs) 
depending on how you play it yes or no there's like dialogue options that change your level of friendship with him and like a lot of them like don't like there's not a lot of like consequences for like being mean to him in the beginning where like other characters if you're rude to them like it will tank your friendship like a lot yeah if you give them bad gifts they will like hate you <laughs> yeah and like I made that mistake because I would like collect things and I'd be like oh this is kind of cool like maybe the emo guy will like a bat wing and then he's like this is garbage and I was like what are you talking about <laughs> anyways so that's when I started looking up gifts but um but yeah so like all of his like hard events are like oh you know I lost my mother my dad was an alcoholic and it's like major tragic backstory and he's like thanks for being so nice to me like I can't believe I was such an asshole like you believed in me and it's like so sweet and I was like yeah and like there's one hard event where he's like oh maybe I'm stupid like all I ever cared about was sports and you know and you're like no like it's okay like everybody has different strengths or like you can call him stupid like it doesn't matter and you know either way he'll be like oh well you know I'm gonna start reading books and like I want to be able to talk to you about like smart things Anyways, so I felt like his he character- He takes you arc- to a sports game, right? Is it Sh- Shane takes you to a sports game for one of his heart events and then you can see Alex there. Amazing. Okay, I haven't gotten to all of Shane's heart events. Um, I want to though. Shane's also a compelling character, but we'll get to that. No, with Alex, um, I was like, can you have multiple saves on a, on a console? You can. Okay, cool. This will work out. Um, I also oh, own the yeah. game on PC <laughs> because it was a gift to me, but it's fine. So- um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I felt like he had the most compelling character arc, right? Because like a lot of the characters, like you, when you marry them or like when you have to decide to marry them, like you've only seen like four, five cutscenes, and it's like not, I don't know. It just didn't feel like enough for me to feel like I understood some of the characters. I'm like, why would I marry them? I barely know anything about them. And so like him, I felt like I understood at least. And so I marry him and like, you know, he's like kind of good at the whole marriage thing. He's fine. His little like special area is like sports and weights. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Um, but his 14 heart event, which some characters have 12 heart events and 14 heart events, but you only unlock the last four hearts after you marry the character up before that, it's just a 10. And he only had a 14 heart event. And I was like, okay, this better be good. And for reference, some of the other characters, 14 heart events are like, I think like Abigail like goes into like the mind or like saves you from like dying. Um, mm-hmm. So like some of them are like really intense. No, he asks you for 5,000 gold. And I'm like, again, this better be good. And then he sets up a TV for watching like sports games. They call it gridball, which is supposed to be football in the game uh, on Sundays with all the guys from the town, just the guys. And I was like, literally my 14 heart event is Sundays are for the boys. And I was like, this is so bad. Like I felt so cheated. I like, cause like you have to like, you give him the money and then he's like, okay, give me some time to set it up. And it's like a few days pass and then you go on Sunday and he's like, he's like, look, I, you know, I set all this up for all the guys. And all the guys are like, wow, this is so great. And I'm like, okay, huh? Where's my emotional payoff? I feel a little robbed. Lisey, Lisey, yes. I think you married Josh in the game. Yeah, okay. A lot of people have said that. They were like, oh, wow, you, you're, really? you're dating Jockman and now you're dating Jockman in the game. And I was like, okay, but they're different. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm kidding. I did I date Josh. several of the characters. I dated Haley, I dated Abigail, I dated Sebastian. Um, and like, all because like, I thought they were potential marriage candidates. And like, Haley had like some cute, like some good character development too. Like, I feel like the most developed characters are the ones that are kind of shallow in the beginning. Um, like the ones that are already kind of interesting, they don't really develop that much. It's just kind of like, okay, their personality traits are the same as the ones that you met them with. Um, like Sebastian is never anything more than emo boy who sometimes dreams of leaving farmland. And then he's like, maybe he I does shouldn't. Computers. Huh? 
He's not like other boys. He knows what computers are. <laughs> I know everything. I was like, I wanted to like Sebastian because again, like emo guy. But, uh, and like the, the board game cutscene is really cute. You play like a board game with him and it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons and it's fun. But like, again, I just like, he takes you on his motorcycle one time and I was like, okay, this is like, they're really laying it on thick with like the edgelord. And I was like, yeah, this just isn't, this isn't it. Abigail, I liked Abigail a lot, but I also felt like, I don't know, like her character was again, a little one-dimensional. She's pretty much just focused on exploring the mines because nobody wants her to do that. And like- She also eats crystals. She eats crystals? Yeah, if you give her any kind of gem or crystal, she will like say, thanks, I was hungry. I think that she's being sarcastic, I hope. No, I don't think she is. Um, There's actually a theory that Abigail, I I don't think it's a theory, I think it's true, (laughs) that (laughs) Abigail, so Abigail's mom is Caroline, who has green hair and her dad is um yeah who has brown hair and then abigail has purple hair you know who else has purple hair the wizard so you think caroline cheated on pierre with the wizard that's like a really popular fan theory yeah really because like there's Um, several times where abigail says like what color should i dye my hair next so i don't think that no no they say one of the cutscenes or one of the um dialogue things with caroline i think is that she has naturally purple hair really that's weird i always thought it was dyed and yeah and um like the thing about eating crystals and she kind of has like a bit of a magical thing she also plays the flute love that for her she goes Um, on plays the flute in the rain it's kind of cute she also has she's very an ouija board which is great yeah I love I love Abigail. I will fight for her because I think that she's really sweet. Again, I liked her character a lot. Um, yeah, she's one of Josh's favorite characters as well. Uh, but I was like, oh, like I feel like, again, I feel like I just didn't know her well enough to propose marriage, and so I was like, this just doesn't, this isn't it. And then same thing with Haley, kind of like <clears throat> she kind of grows a little bit. She like starts out as like shallow, like popular blonde she hangs out with Alex all the time and she's like oh I wonder what Alex is doing like that's like half her dialogue options before you start dating her the ice cream over the summer she just she's always hanging around always goes over to see him and if you try to talk to him while he's doing the ice cream thing he'll be like go away I'm busy so like, <laughs> I just imagine that he's doing that to her anyway and she's just like but I, I have nothing else to do so but um it's like Lucy and um and Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. It's, it's very funny to me. Um, and then their dialogue options like change. Like when Alex is like crushing on you af- after you reach eight hearts with him, he's like, um, if you see Haley, tell her I'm busy. I don't want to hang out with her. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's so great. Um, and like, I don't, I don't think that any of the marriageable candidates will actually marry each other if you wait long enough. But I wish that they would because like, it's so obvious who would marry who. I know that there are some relationship things with Emily and Clint. I know that one. Um, I do know about that. But I don't think that, like, if you wait long enough, like, for instance, that Abigail and Sebastian would yeah. get together or that Haley and Alex yeah, would no. get together. No. I think that would be an interesting addition. But, like, I know that with, like, the whole divorce mechanic, like, it doesn't make sense for any of the marriage candidates to ever no longer be marriage candidates. I think there are probably mods that create, like, probably in-game marriages between people there are mods for everything in this game also may i just say my game glitched when i got married and i didn't have a wedding dress on i'm kind of heated at first i thought it was intentional and i was like really they just leave you in your farm clothes when you're getting married that's kind of rude because like alex was in a tux and then i look up on the wiki and there's like other pictures of like marriages and both of the people are in marriage attire 
And I was like, oh, huh? I don't know if I ever paid attention. Anyways, I was kind of mad that I got robbed of my wedding dress, but it's fine. But yeah, no, like I said, Haley's, um, Haley, like Haley's whole like character arc is like, oh, wow, I'm like really shallow and I don't want to be here. And I would rather live in like, you know, anywhere else. Like a lot of the characters have that kind of, um, but, and she's also like really into fashion and everything. Um, no, that's, M- oh wait, they're both into fashion. Yeah. But like Emily's more like quirky. But anyways, I love Emily. I like Emily. I'm not being mean. She just is. She's she's just quirky like that. But anyways, um, and like (laughs) Haley's eight heart event was really cute. Um, it's like you're taking pictures on like a farm, and because like her like secret hobby is photography. It's like not so secret, but anyways, and it's like really cute. You get you get to see the picture pictures afterward of like her falling over and getting like dumped into the mud basically, and she's like, oh wow, like never been this dirty in my life. But it was kind of fun. And then one of her dialogue things is like, if um, if she's crushing on you, she'll be like, she'll be like, I kind of like the smell of dirt now. Maybe it's because you're always here. <laughs> That's cute. So I, again, like the characters like that I liked the most tended to be the ones I had like I felt like more like that arc. But again, big letdown with Alex over there, upsetty spaghetti. I was like, do I divorce him? But I don't think I'm going to. I'll just start another save file. My first marriage um, was with Penny um, because I wanted to get her out of her abusive household. Her mother, Pam, is an alcoholic to the max and like is ruining their lives. They live in a trailer, but you get to upgrade their house eventually in the game. Um, That's nice. Yeah. If you marry Penny, she's so grateful to you because she doesn't have to live there anymore. Her special room in your house is a like library area um she's also she's the teacher mm-hmm. um and I was like oh gotta get me a teacher um Teach me something probably because I had a crush on a a student teacher when I <laughs> played when I while I was playing this game of course um, <laughs> of course you did so that might have influenced that a little bit I also I've married Leah I love Leah's um one of Leah's heart events is you are painting um uh gosh what's her name Marnie you're painting Marnie um you're doing portraits for Marnie and then yours is just so bad (laughs) and then you get to keep it and hang it in your house amazing um it's very funny uh how bad yours I'm gonna post like a side by side because I've seen the I've seen the pictures what they look like I'm gonna post like a side by side on our Instagram so uh yeah married Leah she was cool I've married Emily I liked Emily um but I think she was kind of a boring marriage candidate. Um, and I've also, I've dated Maru, Haley, and Abigail. So I've like been around the block with all the ladies. Um, I've also dated Shane because Shane has really cool heart events. He's um, he's an alcoholic, but as you get closer with him, you start like helping him through a lot of his issues and his mental health issues. And he starts to be a more like upstanding person. And he still like has a lot of slip ups. But um, you, like, help him pass rock bottom, and it's, like, very sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that was one of the first, like, heart events that I also had to look up how to trigger because I was like, okay, why haven't I gotten my two heart event with Shane? Like, what the heck is going on? And you have to go into the woods at, like, between 8 and 10 p.m., which, like, I never did. So it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But, no, I, I liked his, his heart events so far. I haven't done all of them. But I feel like... yeah he might be a character that I'm, I'm going to make like save files to marry most of the characters. I feel like just so that I can understand it. 
or not understand it, but just like to see all of the heart events and everything. Cause like you can read about them. Sure. But like, it's more fun to experience them. Um, I'm the only character that I'm scared to do that with is Penny, because if you reject her in like some of the later heart events, like she like hates you after that, <laughs> like you lose like yeah. 1500 friendship points, which is a lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, and I'm like, cause I don't actually want to marry her. So I'm like, yikes anyways so in terms of other npcs that i kind of wanted to talk about i think like linus um he is a homeless man he lives in a tent behind um um, robin and demetrius's home and he is super cute um there's like fan theories that he's a junimo there's (laughs) like there's a lot of theories but then when you get um, when you unlock the island, this is like major spoilers for 1.5 update, and you get close enough with Leo, who is a new NPC um, on the island, who's like a he's a little homeless boy who does who like has a he's like raised by the birds. When you get close enough with Leo, you bring him back to Stardew Valley, and he lives with Linus, Aww. and so Linus kind of becomes his dad. That's so very sweet. And then you still see Leo, like Linus will take Leo to the island a lot, um, like every sunny day, I think. So you still see Leo in the island, which I like. I think that was like a good thing to do. Yeah. But I think that's really sweet because it adds something to Linus's character. And it also gives Leo a purpose besides just being a weird island kid. There's also Krobus. Krobus is a like shadow creature who lives in the sewers. Um, You get the sewer by donating enough to the museum and then Gunther will come to your home one day and give you a key to the sewers yeah I think so you've you like 60 items so like a lot which you you find those items by exploring the mines and quick aside about the mines because this is relevant to Krobus um there's 120 levels in the mines yeah 120 levels in the mines and um, the further you go down, there's like more monsters and things. And the way you progress is just by like hitting rocks. And so that's how you get some of the minerals and stuff that you donate to the museum. You also can find like artifacts and cool things like dwarf scrolls. Um, and one of the creature types that you fight are like these shadow creatures. And they're the same thing as Krobus. So like, mm-hmm. you know, when you meet Krobus, he's like, oh, sometimes my friends haven't been so friendly to you. Sorry about that. But he's different. He's not like other shadow creatures. There's also a, a subplot within the Krobus world um, where there's a goblin, goblin, iconic. Um, he's in the mines. You have to break down like this little barrier to the right of the mines um, and then you can contact him and he has a little shop. And then if you get close enough with him, then, or it's a dwarf, not a goblin, dwarf. No more iconic goblins. Wow. I feel like it. <laughs> when you get close enough with the dwarf and with Krobus, they have like a fight that you walk in on. And apparently there was like a goblin shadow creature war and it's like a whole thing. (laughs) It's very interesting. Uh, There's not a ton of information on it, but like after you get there, you kind of learn a little bit more about Krobus. There's also like a god in the universe named Yoba, who is like a there are like symbols throughout the game, um, including like the very first frame of the game when you are seeing your grandfather dying. He has like this the like sign of Yoba like on his um, on his wall. You can also like make a statue for Yoba. Anyway, so that's Krobus. Pam, alcoholic. You fix her house. I I just wanted to say that. 
The wizard is interesting. Him and the witch have a relationship and they got divorced. And so one of the heart events or one of your like tasks after you get enough hearts is to like go to the witch and like get something from her. Um, Where's the witch? But you never like, you never meet the witch. Okay. She's in the back by the train station. And so you have to like deal with like a goblin guy. Um, but then once you get to the witch, there are certain things you can do. Like there are certain spells you can unlock. Um, so that's how you turn your children into doves if you don't want them anymore, which is a thing you can do in this game. Um, yeah, and there's like a lot of like ways that you can like undo your actions without having a whole new save file, which I think is a nice touch because some people don't want to lose the progress that they made in other areas of the game in order to just kind of like try out all the different options because there is so much content to explore when it comes to like the NPCs and everything. So like, yeah, you can get divorced, you can turn your children into doves, you can also wipe the person you divorced memory if you decide you want to marry them again, because if you divorce them, they will not be eligible for remarriage and they'll just be angry at you all the time and talking to you about how their your marriage failed and they'll just be upset so unlocking the witch used to be the only way that you are able to change your clothes in the game um but now you can change your clothes anytime how i i've been trying to change my clothes and i unlocked the whole wizard like room where you can go and make an offering and change your hair but i don't know how to change my clothes uh you have to you have to have a wardrobe. It's a piece of furniture. Well, would you look at that? I am big dumb dumb. And then you like open up. I will make myself a wardrobe. It's like a, it's its own storage unit. Like you can put your clothes in it okay. and then you can change it up. Um, And you can make clothes with Emily if you get enough events with her events with her. So that's the witch. Chi or Ki, um, Mr. Ki. I say Chi, but I think that's wrong. Um, I think it is pronounced Chi, but I could be wrong. So Mr. Chi is uh, this guy with a cowboy hat and sunglasses who is the reason that you're going down the mines um, and is also the reason that you have like any kind of motivation to be in the desert. Um, there's a lot of stuff with Chi. He has a um, he has a whole <laughs> it's like a whole quest line. Basically, I just started it. Um, I just put the battery pack in the tunnels. Yes. Um, and now I have to get beats, which I don't have access to yet. Yeah, so. um, <laughs> there's a traveling merchant on Fridays and Sundays, I think, um, in the forest. Yeah. So I think they normally have beet seeds. And then you can also get beet seeds at the desert every day. Yeah, which is why I'm like trying to get the desert, but it's fine. Also try and unlock that greenhouse because you can plant plants all year round um, in there. Yeah, I'm close to that. I think the main thing that's holding me up is the quality crops, but... It is what it is. Yeah, I would say use fertilizer. Yeah, I got like, I, I never used to use fertilizer. I just use the stuff that you get for free from like unlocking mm-hmm. other stuff. So maybe I'll get some more quality fertilizer so that I have quality car- quality crops. I can say words. No, yeah, the fertilizer is nice because it stays in the plot as long as you have a plant in there like it'll stay in the plot um the whole season if you want um so you only have to make it once and it also like is a use for the sap um which i never end up using um oh i was just selling anyway. that yeah so you can use the sap that way um and some other things that i want to talk about um there's a lot of weird theories about the game i've touched on a couple but um one of them is like there's an iceberg as with everything there is an iceberg for the game um and it is uh 
like Walligug is his um w-a-l-i-g-u-g is his uh youtube handle and he does a whole video explaining it um so watch that if you actually want to know any of the theories i do not understand half of them probably watch that once i'm further into the game this feels like something that would be very easy to get into like all the fan theories and everything like there's just a lot and it's like it's kind of like undertale in the fact like all the characters like they have like I know I was roasting them a little bit for not being like super developed, but like a lot of the characters do have like a lot of like development, like you can feel close to them and like you can have that kind of connection that's not always there in a video game. It's nice. Yeah, I think it definitely feels different. I don't know. Like it, it does feel good in this game, I think. Um, um, we talked about the Junimos already, the Dwarf Kropos War we talked about. Oh, Combat in the Mines. I love the Mines. I love the combat. I think it's really fun. It's hard to get into at first. Yeah. It's really cool. And the new, um, the 1.5 update added another mine, technically. Um, it's a volcano. And you get to go into the volcano. Um, and there are, That's cool. there are new resources, new enemies. Um it's really cool and it's really hard too. And there's like some puzzly stuff that you have to do in there as well, which I, you know, you know me, I love puzzles. Um, and it's definitely like a cute addition. Um, but I love the mines. I like all of the enemies. I love how hard they are sometimes. And um, one of, so when you unlock the desert or unlock the island, Mr. Chi has some tasks for you to do um, and then he has like things that you can do for him that'll give you a, like extra things. Um, I'm not I'm trying like not to spoil it <laughs> a lot but no it's fine like honestly like it's fine I'll probably end up spoiling it for myself before I even unlock it just by reading stuff but um before we move on completely from combat in the mines I did want to talk about that a little no, bit no I was gonna um, I was gonna say more stuff about the- oh we're going back to that oh more okay okay sorry, sorry. um it's okay so when you one of your tasks for Mr. Chi is you have to get to a certain level of the mines um or with the mines being on ultra hard mode um and so you have to go through all, I think you have to go through all 120 levels of the mines while they're really hard. Um, or some of the other tasks tasks are you go through the skeleton mines, which are the ones in the desert, um, and you go through those without healing yourself ever. So there are certain tasks where like it, <laughs> it makes the mines even harder. Um, the new enemies in the mines on those um, really difficult floors uh, are really cool. I think that the design is super interesting um, and it definitely it's like it's cool because it's like just a new version of the old mines like it it's you still get the same you know it you still get the same rewards for every level but it's just a new look um, like the ice levels aren't icy they're like foresty it's really cool cool so that's definitely such like I think that's a really awesome ad because especially like for someone who's been playing for three and a half years or longer um like me it it gets hard it gets like hard to motivate yourself to just keep going into the mines when they get like very repetitive um they they're randomly generated in terms of like shape but they get really boring when you've when you've like seen every single shape (laughs) so yeah no like I like I still like going into the mines just to like farm stuff it's like one of the easier ways to make money Mm -hmm. if you like have a good sword and you're like good at combat you can just go to like the lower floors and like find a lot of like expensive stuff um 
And also like farming enemies like gets you rewards. I'm still working on getting those rewards, but because you have to kill a lot of enemies to get any of them. But um, I do really like the combat. Um, I like the different like weapons that you can choose. Like I still always use swords just because they have like the widest range and I need that. And you can go as you can go quickly with them as well. That's I like that as well. Yeah. You can spam it, which is like sometimes you're getting flocked by like five enemies. And so like you need to. Um, but like I also like I there was a while where I was like maining this dagger because it was like really good when you crit with it. And it was also, yeah, like when so there's two attacks you can use with your dagger. It's the Y attack is their t- standard one, the A attack, I believe. It depends on what you're playing this on. I'm talking about switch. Um, is there like extra attack or whatever and so this one it takes a while for it to reload so you can do it again with the club it's like you bash them over the head with the sword it's a block motion and with the dagger you stab them three times in succession which is so so much damage it's difficult to time it right but like when you do it it's pretty much just an instant kill for a lot of the weaker enemies so like I was doing that for a long time but the fact that it doesn't have like the daggers don't have a sweeping motion I just kept dying <laughs> so I think I've died in the mines like four times and like one time I lost the sword that I really, really liked and I didn't, and it was one of the ones that you can't buy. It was just one of the ones that you find in the mines. I think you can buy back anything you lose. Yes, but it has a time limit. And I didn't know that if you die twice, yeah. you can only buy back the things that you lost the most recent time. So I died twice. I was, you know, at the adventurer's hut for a different reason. And then I learned about that and I was like, what the heck? And so I managed to buy back the sword that I had most recently lost, but I couldn't get the other one that I had found on like floor 100 and I was so mad you'll find it again anyways I'll find it again yeah I think the combat system is really good um I like it a lot uh I'm excited for Haunted Chocolatier I think that it's gonna have like an added you know like I think there's a shield option um in Haunted Chocolatier in one of the uh like promos there was a shield in the combat and I think that's kind of cool like I think it's gonna be cool to see what he does um, with that so yeah I think that's fun yeah I think like I think that there are so many good things about this game that I cannot bring up because we will be here for days <laughs> maybe we'll do another revisit when I've played a ton of the game like if I'm like a year in I feel mm-hmm. like I'll have more to talk about we can always come back to this I feel like it's going to be the same thing with like Animal Crossing like if we if we had done like a, a review like a year ago and like now like with the new update we would want to do another one and I feel like so it'll be si- similar so um, we'll see if they continue to give big updates to Animal Crossing. That's a whole other So that's discussion. kind of where this discussion is going. I am going to spill some hot takes real quick. I think that people are greedy with game updates. I saw this with Stardew Valley and I see it with um, with Animal Crossing now with the new update. Like people will get a huge update and then like completely be like I wish they had done this 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 we still don't have this like why don't we have this and it's like you just got so much freaking content accept it like yeah this is a $15 game Stardew Valley is a $15 game and you have hundreds of hours of content and like significant replay value like you don't get this with expensive games like no, like, and that's the thing with, like, indie games is, like, a lot of them are, like, oh, they're, like, 20 bucks, and it's, like, especially the ones that went, like, viral, like, obviously their creators made, like, millions, but, like, you know, it's, like, Undertale, too, like, there is, like, a lot of content in it for being a short game, like, because of the replay value, and I feel like 
that it's like very similar in that way and like you know people are still like oh i wish there was more to the game and like undertale isn't a game that ever received updates because it was never going to be like that like sure there's a little bit of bonus content when you get like new versions on new consoles but it's not like anything that really changes the game at all and so people are like yeah but like there it, there is that debate kind of going online we're just like okay be happy with what you have like it's 20 bucks somebody developed it on their own like i feel like the, the argument's even stronger for companies that aren't like nintendo for like individual game developers especially the fact that like concerned is still working on this game after like 10 years almost and like supporting it and like yes there's a huge fan base that like you know demands that almost but like it's still like he doesn't have to do that. And he has, like he could just take his money and and, and run to the you, next project. He made so much money off of the board game alone. Oh my god! I yeah, I wanted so the bad. board game. It sold out though so fast. I, I want it so bad. It hurts. Um, if you want to get me a Christmas present, I will take the Sturdy Valley board game. Not you, the the fans. We should get like a PO box or something for people you to mean, send us stuff. I feel like we don't have enough fans to send us anything two separate but. po boxes because we live across the country from each other yeah probably that wouldn't be necessary yes i i feel like i go back to california enough that like maybe you could just have a po box and like because we both go to back to california like yeah. around the same times so, like holidays and stuff i think that for stardew valley the 1.5 update was huge it added so much content it added new characters it added new game modes it basically was the version of the game that made it so that finishing the game felt like you were finishing a game and it felt so complete and i was i was overwhelmed by the amount of content there was like getting the island and having to manage both farms is so difficult and i just like i cannot fathom like wanting more you know and it's like I can understand wanting quality of life updates um Animal Crossing has this as well like people are complaining about the content I can understand people wanting to craft things in bulk um and stuff like that or buy things in bulk I think that is completely valid thing because that is a quality of life update that should you know be addressed if that is something they want but to be like I wonder if he's going to make like a 1.6 update or a 2.0 update it's like he's put in so much effort into this game for years he has announced that he's not doing anything bigger than the 1.5 update and he's only adding stuff in terms of like support which i think is completely valid and fair yeah it just makes me i know i might be isolating people here i i had to stop on i had to unfollow the subreddit for stardew valley because it got really annoying um hearing all of this i also think that an issue with that was also that a lot of the people in the sturdy valley subreddit will like post a picture of a random thing that like a random event like um there's an alien pod that'll be on your farm sometimes or there's an owl statue that'll appear randomly the owl statue used to be really rare it's not as rare anymore because of the update um so people will like post pictures of it and be like oh is this rare question mark <laughs> like pick me um which is like it's fine if you do that I don't care but like it just got like there were so many of those posts that I had to unfollow the subreddit because I was getting stressed out and annoyed um and I'm about to unfollow the like Animal Crossing subreddits because it's getting to that point as well but <laughs> yeah no with Animal Crossing I feel like yeah people people tend to get greedy sometimes but also I think that there's like Again, I don't blame like no. I think at all. I this. think, but I uh, think that, that Animal Crossing could do for more updates. Like, I think it sucks that uh, yeah. Nintendo like just stopped 
like decided they're not going to do any more big updates yeah and like i mean they have put a lot of a lot of content for the game but it's also like sometimes game developers kind of bring them on themselves by like bigger game developers have more recently been updated been releasing games that aren't really finished and they're not even releasing them in early access mode which is like it's expected to not be finished if it's in early access mode but no they'll just fully release the game you'll pay full price for it and you'll expect a finished product and then they'll be like oh yeah well we're you know gonna add some other stuff and like later updates and it's like okay well sometimes the updates are paid dlc and so like you're then just paying like way more than you should for the what the finished product would have been if it was released before digital updates were a thing so like i feel like with animal crossing that's like a little bit of the case because like it didn't have a lot of the aspects like previous animal crossing games had when it came out Mm -hmm. so like i feel like there was a like there was more of a reason for people to be greedy with like animal crossing and other games and like developers if they're gonna get like upset about this like the big ones kind of like brought this on and it's now taking a toll on like smaller developers too who have put their heart and soul into the game you yeah know? i i agree i think that like there are like especially with i will talk about this in the animal crossing episode but i do think that there is some factor into just like how big the uh nintendo is and like the company of nintendo is and how like yeah like the game doesn't feel complete until this new update and it still doesn't feel completely complete and it took a year and a half to get there which is so crazy but with stardew valley obviously like it's one guy doing it and the the game is like it's so good and it's so cheap that you like that we I don't know we just like deserve we we don't deserve as much as we got from this game I think yeah no I agree (sighs) okay um I'm also which I think it's it's time for yeah I was gonna say I wanted to just say my biggest accomplishment in this game um is that I caught I've caught every single fish including all the legendary fish wow (laughs) okay ratings time um it's a 10 for me 100%. Um, I'm, like, trying to think back to, like, other games that I've rated because, like, I feel like I've locked myself into this, like, overly generous rating I know, we need to be more mean, but we're only playing games we like. (laughs) We need to be playing games we don't like. No, even for the games that, like, I didn't like, I still give them, like, five and six. And I'm like, damn, like, I should have given Everspace, Everspace deserves a zero. Everspace sucked. (laughs) Compared to, like, every other game. (laughs) It wasn't that good. Like, everything else we've played, and I'm like, what? Anyways um especially like when you're paying the same or less for like a better game it's whatever anyways uh for me I would say it's probably like a nine out of ten and like I'm sure that like because like now currently with the experience that I have I would give like an eight out of ten but like I'm giving it a nine out of ten because I'm sure that once I've played more of the content like everything and like I've actually like explored like more of the heart events and like all that kind of stuff I'll have like even more glowing things to say about it yeah and I already really love it like I said I was in a fugue state for a week playing this basically at every waking moment that I had available to me and like it was got to the point where like when I closed my eyes I would see Stardew Valley so like I I did get a little obsessed on a gluten scale where one is this game is completely gluten-free and five is this game is completely uh gluten-y um where would you put it I would put it at a one I think that the game is can be played completely gluten-free. I would put it at like a three and a half or like a four, just because like there is so much gluten in the game. But you don't have to make it. You don't have to cook with gluten. You don't have to cook with any allergens if you don't want to. 
Um, you don't have to farm any allergens I, if you don't want to. I guess, but like for optimal strats, like you would have to farm wheat if you, if you like have animals just because like spending the money to like actually buy like all that hay is like just not efficient. No, hay doesn't, hay isn't wheat. Wheat doesn't translate to hay. Wheat does give hay. It gives wheat and hay when you harvest it with the scythe. Oh yeah, but you can just buy grass starts. Yeah, but those are also like a hundred. And you can make grass starts with fiber. I know, but like I, I've been trying to do that and it's harder to like to I don't want to say mine fiber, but like that's basically what I'm trying to do. Again though, I'm saying like like you don't have to do that every single time. I feel like it's generous. You though. also and, like, don't a lot of have characters... to take care of animals. There's a way to play this game that is completely gluten-free. I'll give it a two. I'll I'll I will give it a because some of the community center things that you have to make are gluten. But you can change the community center, and there are ways that you don't have to make uh, things that are gluten-y. Whatever. I'm saying Anyways. that there, there's a way to play this game that is completely gluten-free, completely allergen-free. All right, fine. I'm still giving it a four. I'm giving it a two. Let us do a quick achievements unlocked. Um, my achievement unlocked is that I am graduating college in a week. Woohoo! That's a big achievement, man. I will have graduated college by the time this episode is released. Woohoo! That's insane. College graduate. Let's go. So smart. Okay, what's your idea? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, maybe I should have um, second. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, hard to follow. But uh, my achievement probably is, I don't even know, man, catching fish in Stardew Valley because it's freaking hard. But I've ca- I've caught a lot of fish. Not all the legendaries. I'm not as impressive. But I'm proud I have of you. gotten to the point where I can most reliably catch most kinds of fish. I'm very proud of you. Um. Okay, that is our episode on Stardew Valley. Please let us know what you think about Stardew Valley. Let us know on Instagram at glutenfreegamingpod, on Twitter at gfgamingpod, or email us glutenfreegamingpod at gmail.com. Woohoo! Also, I have a Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash lisi underscore galaxy, and you can see me stream there. Also, we have a Patreon. Support us on Patreon um patreon.com slash glutenfreegaming thank you to our patrons we will be releasing an episode of us discussing our genocide run of undertale when we hit 10 patrons so please give us your money you know subscribe to our patreon <laughs> support us um also rate and review us on itunes to help get the word out uh thank you to all the people who've already given it five stars feel free to leave us a review and we will shout you out in a future episode if you do that but yeah you can also follow my instagram lisi underscore galaxy um it's also tagged in the bio of our podcast instagram so anyways plugs over thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week bye bye